there. Welcome to our uh, post-Christmas edition of Talking Tigs. I hope everyone had a great Christmas. Uh, I think all of us here at uh, Talking Tigs did. We we might divulge some of that for you. But um, I'm Scott Gerard, joined with Tommy Johnson, Daniel Zollinger, as always. Uh, Great to have a a quick one for you folks this week. Wasn't really too much that that came out the pipe this week, so not too much to talk about. Just basically, you know, catching up on on LSU and kind of where they stand before the bowl game. We'll have a pod before they play, right after New Year's. Uh, But we did want to get one in for you before the New Year's. Uh, We also have LSU basketball. They had another win this week, as expected, pretty much. Uh, But we will start SEC play this upcoming week. Uh, on the road at Auburn. So we'll, we're going to talk about that for a minute. And then, uh, I don't know, I, I think there's plenty of good bowl games coming up we could probably talk about as well. But before we do, uh, I'll check in with you guys like I usually do. I, I had a pretty good Christmas. I mean, there's a bunch of presents under the tree. Everybody was happy. Uh, paper flying everywhere. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's good to be back with you guys to get in a little quick express pod before the new year um how, how was your christmas and how are you doing it's good to be here with you scott again you know merry christmas uh it's good christmas happy to be closing out 2021 with another podcast and uh mm-hmm. you know just just in, enjoying uh enjoying the last few days of this year yeah glad to be with y'all merry late christmas had a good time with uh, my family got the, the whole gang together so that was nice don't get to do that every year uh yeah and it's the, the last pod of 2021 been a long and, and crazy year uh, wrapping it up with y'all so looking forward to a whole another 52 more I guess next year but excited to talk about what we have today yeah I mean and it's not really that much but uh, we did promise our listeners a little something before the new year and we we always deliver here on talking tigs as as you've come to expect from us um, so luckily I guess it's good news that there wasn't too much as far as news coming out before the bowl game but uh, I, I did want to mention, though, that LSU is <laughs> we're getting dangerously close uh, to, you know, not have enough players. I, I think we're right at like a, an NFL roster, right? We're like we're right at like 53 players or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and that that kind of comes because uh, a couple of our defensive stars have decided to to bid farewell. Uh, that comes along in the form of Neil Farrell. And Damone Clark, they sent out, you know, thank you, Tiger Nation, uh, you know, posts this week. It sucks. I get it. But um, I don't know. I just, I guess, it's, you know, it's just the age. There's a lot of other players on other teams opting out, you know, uh, omitting themselves from the bowl games. They just want to save themselves for the future. Because, uh, you know, I imagine someone's convinced them, hey, look, it's a meaningless game, Right. I don't know. I, I would have thought that Damone Clark might have gone for that extra one, but here's what I don't understand. It's like they've opted out, but they're going to play in the senior bowl, mm-hmm. which to me would be the more, or I guess I should say the, the less important game. Like if there's more of a, if, out of the two, the more meaningless game would be the senior bowl. Cause it's players you've never played with before coaches. You've never been coached by, and you're just supposed to go out there and perform the same you would as in the season, I, you're talking I about a know. game that has no stakes at all. Really? No one cares yeah. who wins that game. And I don't even, I, I think that there, there are a lot of, I think, uh, gosh, who was it last year? Racy McMath. He did real well in the senior bowl. Um, and I think he ended up, you know, getting a spot in the NFL because of that. But, uh, I mean, he's like a special team guy, I believe. Um, 
I mean, like a guy like Damone Clark, he doesn't have anything to prove in the senior bowl. Now, I mean, yeah. like maybe it, now I think you're right. Like not do not playing both would, I would kind of be like, well, like, I guess I get it, but choosing to play one and the other is kind of foolish in my opinion. Yeah. It seems that in this day and age, unless you're in the CFP semifinal, your team is not safe from your stars opting out or not even your stars, but you're like your better players in game, your starters. Yeah. Any game, even like a new year six game, like the, the players are opting out like Kenneth Walker from Michigan state and Kenny Pickett from Pitt. They're playing against each other and they're both opting out. So that game Mm -hmm. basically lost all of its luster. Uh, So yeah, if you're not playing for a championship, then it seems you're probably (laughs) going to see some people sitting, but back to your, your initial point about LSU not having enough players, that is definitely a possibility. I think Jacob Hester said that we were at like 51 a couple yeah. days ago. And that's kind of right on the border of where like a couple bowls just today. I think the pinstripe and the, the Fenway bowl both got canceled because Virginia and Boston college couldn't muster up enough people. And then we, I think we talked about Texas A&M, they couldn't play. And both of those teams were somewhere in like the 40 to 50 player range. So just a few more losses on our team, either from opt-outs or COVID. And then, uh, that game against Kansas State may be down the drain. And I want to see us play. That'd be very disappointing uh, if not. But, um, I mean, I guess if, if we got less people, then maybe we'll see some names that we've never even heard of. The rumor right now is that we might have the walk-on rolling uh, as our starting quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, it's really crazy that – I mean, it's it's really – I think it's a culmination of almost everything we've talked about this entire year between uh, COVID and the use of it for, uh, you know – almost an excuse um and then the uh the addition of of nil and the the and player first kind of mentality among the entire sport um and then you mix in the transfer portal people who are eyeing the portal maybe they don't want to play in the ball game because they're kind of because they're in a in a faux recruiting sense right now they're looking at other schools then you got uh, people with the NIL deals and, and more focused on themselves, more focused on making money for themselves. Maybe they don't have an incentive that says they have to play in a bowl game. You know, like they may, maybe they signed a, a contract for just that uh, regular season. And so if they're not, you know, they're not making, we, we built this whole culture around college football now of, of um, it, basically just individual. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of coach friends of mine, who are they just kind of they see it trickle down all the way down to the, to the high school level and it's hard to um it's hard to feel the team in a lot of ways yeah and you know we still have well like another two weeks to go and it's just crazy to me because we didn't have really any any games forfeited this this whole season because of mm-hmm. COVID. but now all of a sudden basically once all the students have gone home now all this rash of COVID's breaking out. I, yeah, you you kind of got to wonder if there's enough guys opting out on their team. They're like, uh, we got a COVID outbreak. Sorry, bunch of positive tests over here. We can't field a team when an actual. I, mean, like, I don't know. I, I with A and M, I just feel like so many people opting out, and we all know that they when they they're the team that beat Alabama in the regular season. This is not where they want to be. You know what I mean? They 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 feel like they felt like beating Alabama. They really had the, the whole West by, by the tail. They could have, if they'd run the, if they'd run off and beat, beat out, beat Alabama and then kept going, they they're in the college football playoff. It's not even, you know, there's no question about it. And mm-hmm. so regardless of win or lose against Georgia, I think we all agree on that. Um, I think that what, what it ends up being is that 
uh, a lot of these schools, um, if you're not in, if you're not in the bowl that you wanted to be, or you're not at the playoff and you felt like you should have been, it's very convenient just to, to have, you know, okay, everybody opt out. We're not even going to play. It doesn't matter. And I feel like that's, it's, it almost looks better, you know, from an A&M perspective, they're probably like, it looks better for us just to not play this game than to play it short, shorthanded and potentially lose to Wake Forest. Like yeah. Florida did to UCF. Exactly. <laughs> and then kind of on the, the topic of the, the playoff, those games are still supposed to be on for, I think, this Friday on New Year's Eve. Um, but I don't know if you all saw the stuff about how the playoff committee said that if one team in the semifinals can't play, then yeah. like forfeits are definitely like in play. And then as far as the championship, uh, they can push the championship back four days, I think from the January 10th to the 14th. But after that, if they still can't play, then there's, there's going to be no contest. There's going to be no football champion this year. Uh, and also a team can become champion by forfeit. Like if it's Bama versus uh, Georgia and then Georgia has no players, then Bama just wins by default. So that would be a, that or the no contest would just be a terrible ending to uh, the season. But um they seem to be still going on now and I'm sure they're going to do everything in their power to make that happen. It's weird that they're, they're like, we can only delay four days. Like why not like a week or two weeks or a month or whatever, yeah. let them play whenever they can be healthy. Where's, thought, it, being, it, was where's it being played at again? It's uh, Indianapolis. It, uh, for whatever reason, hmm. unless I, and I, I saw something way well, yeah, It's like, if you, if two teams play, uh, and then they're waiting on the other game, but that, what, you know, if one of those teams is gone, then they, you know, the whoever doesn't have to play wins by forfeit and they play. But if for some reason three out of the four teams have COVID and then no, they can't play the one team, they're basically just gifted a championship by default, which is crazy. And you know, if it came down to it, that would probably just be Alabama. I can't imagine that they, I don't know, maybe this year they would just gift it to Cincinnati, right? And uh, Since, uh, Cincinnati sending in rogue agents like to the other schools to try and like cough around them and get their players hey, out. Yeah, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. This is the year to do it, right? That would yeah. just that would just be there would be a uproar. But what can you do? What can you say? You know, you can't do anything about it. Um, I mean, they talked about you know if uh, if the team has to drop out, they'll replace it with somebody. I think there was that first game like Rutgers was going to place replace Texas A&M but now there's so many like they had to cancel the Hawaii Bowl they they found out like the day of or the night before you know it's like I forget who traveled all the way out to Hawaii but then they found out that they're not playing but basically you know what they got a free trip to Hawaii you know and plus the reason I wouldn't opt out like if you're Texas A&M yeah it's not a meaningful bowl game but I don't know not that Texas A&M needs the money but I mean that's that's a lot of money to just walk away from just because if you don't think the bowl is worth your time now that's true all right so let's assume yeah. that the bowl that the playoffs do happen what's what's y'all's predictions as far as bama versus cincinnati michigan versus georgia bama georgia both win yeah yeah i want to say that i i i don't know i'm i'm, I'm kind of almost at a toss-up with uh uh georgia and michigan at this point because uh I don't know, just because of how Georgia looked against Alabama. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like they, I mean, their defense is still good. There's no doubt about that. But they just, they were just kind of exposed. And I don't know why it took all season for them to be exposed offensively like they were. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know if Kobe Smart's going to change hands if uh, if Stetson Bennett's not getting it done. But I just feel like Michigan's just coming in strong. And uh, Georgia could, you know, you know, that maybe that loss, was good and they needed it 
because they've never been undefeated until this late in the season, except for 1980 or whatever it was. But I don't know. If anyone was to lose that wasn't supposed to, I'd say it'd be Georgia. So I, I don't know. I'm at a toss. I'm at a, what do you call them? A pick them. I think pick I agree with you that I, I, I totally get that. Um, I think the moment, I think you're right. The momentum is with um, Michigan, yeah. but I, I don't know. I think that I, I just feel like Georgia is going to pull it out. I, I think that the most likely scenario is, is Georgia actually, or maybe not the most likely, but what I could totally see happening is Georgia absolutely shuts out Michigan and I mean, almost like mops the floor with them and then goes and plays Bama. And then we might see a little replay of the SEC championship. Right. They kind of use it all on Michigan to get, just to get there. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, But as far as Bama and Cincinnati, I, I, even if I wanted to, I could, I don't think I could ever, you know, pull against Saban unless it was, you know, against LSU in 2019. But uh, I I do feel like it's going to be more of a shootout than people may expect. Like I, uh, the fact that Bama had trouble with subpar teams all year, including us, uh, I feel like Cincinnati is going to make it a a good, a better game than most people might expect. I'll still pick Bama. Uh, I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to pick against them, Um, but I I don't know. I think it may come down to uh, a one or two possession game. Yeah, uh, I picked against Bama in the championship last year when I picked Ohio State to win. I'm not going to make that mistake again. So going with Bama over Cincinnati, reasonably close. I'd say Bama by 10. And then I actually like Michigan in the other one. I think Georgia is going to continue their slide. They seem like the team of destiny, most dominant defense ever. Uh, And then Bama lit them up in the SEC championship. Michigan's offense isn't that great. Uh, but they have a good defense as well. So I think Georgia's offense is going to struggle to get going again, uh, which is what kept them away from Bama in the SEC championship. So I like Michigan by seven. Obviously, that's probably going to be the better game. Uh, but I'm interested to see Harbaugh finally compete for a championship, whether he he can close it out and then bring it home uh, or no. if he falls short just once again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's Harbaugh's destiny to just not ever complete it. Kind of like that Super Bowl. I mean, he made it close. They were down like 20-something points, and they, the lights went out in the Superdome, and then they came back. Still lost, though. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think it's in Harbaugh's destiny. Uh, even if he beat Georgia, I, I don't see him beating Alabama. No, I, th- I, think that, I think that Alabama presents a I – mean, I mean, I think Georgia presents a, a bigger challenge for Alabama on the other side. I think if, I think if, yeah. if Michigan beats Georgia – I think you see something similar to what you saw last year. Um, Cause I feel like that, that Michigan team is good and they're scrappy, but I don't think Alabama is going to be pushed around the way that, uh, the way that Ohio state was. Um, you know, I, 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 th- I think that it's, uh, I think Georgia would, would, would give them a better game in the national championship. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, are there any other games left that you think are like oh that's a that's gonna be a good matchup uh um well i will say i I just you know for all the lsu fans i know that we're we're all kind of upset about the way our program's going and or maybe not the way our program's going but the way that our program is right now and especially the way that our season went this year but we can still say at least we're not florida because i don't know if y'all watched that game against ucf that was just an embarrassment yeah i mean ucf didn't look great either but Florida looked like an absolute trash team. And they, <laughs> I mean, they did not look like a team that, that's consistently had like top 10 classes and, you know, was supposed to be a competitor for the SEC East and 
uh, was supposed to go to the playoff last year, had a Heisman Trophy, uh, you know, contender, uh, all that. You know, <laughs> they were starting. They're starting. Um, uh, what's his name? The the quarterback who's now in the transfer portal, but he's playing for him. Emory Jones. Strange. Yeah, Emory he, Jones. He said. He said. I think he said ahead of time. Yeah, I'm quitting after this game. Yeah, and, and then he played in it. One of the announcers was like, yeah, he's actually thinking about UCF as a transfer spot. No. Which I was like, what? (laughs) Can't Hey, that that, that happened to us, so you can't say it's out of the realm. No, Uh, it's definitely not out of the realm, but it's just bizarre. (laughs) Indeed. Yeah, I think think the only other two bowls that I've kind of got my eye on, I'd like to watch the Alamo Bowl uh, Wednesday the 29th, kind of the lost your coach bowl between Oregon and Oklahoma uh, to see if anybody can salvage their season from there. And then I think we talked about it last week, the, the Sugar Bowl on the first between Baylor and uh, Ole Miss, I think should be pretty fun. Like That's Baylor, strong defense versus Ole Miss high octane offense, plus yeah. two LSU coaching candidates. True. Uh, speaking of Oregon and the transfer portal, did y'all see who went there? Bo Nix. Bo Nix is going to be an Oregon duck, if you can believe okay, it. That's, that's kind of crazy. I, didn't, I actually I didn't see that. When did that come out? Uh, it was earlier, like the beginning of this week, I think. Uh, oh yeah, it, was, <laughs> it flew under the radar because, you know, no one's talking about Bo Nix anymore, I guess. Yeah. But that's just crazy. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if LSU's still in the market. Maybe. No, they're not because we have Miles Brennan. Miles By the Brennan way, we, we also forgot uh, to mention last week, uh, Miles pulled a Trevor Lawrence. He proposed oh, yeah. to his girlfriend inside Tiger Stadium. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if Can't he stole that. that from Trevor or what, but <clears throat> congrats, Miles, from us here on Talking Ticks, by the way. Miles might not be the number one overall pick, unfortunately, for his girlfriend. That's <laughs> uh, okay. As long as he doesn't have to play for Urban Meyer when he gets to the pros, he'll be all right. True. Jeez. Um, but anyway, uh, so there's that. Uh, and I, I don't know. Um I feel pretty good. I think, uh, I think having miles back for this one year, it's, it's good. Cause you know, I know Walker Howard had a, had an injury. I imagine he would be fine by the fall. I don't mm-hmm. think they would expect him to start, but I think it's just good to still have miles here. It still makes me wonder if maybe that's why, uh, well, I don't know, just the whole, you know, uh, Max Johnson transferring thing. If, if like he knew something and that's why, and that's why his brother or if his brother, I don't know, just everything happened kind of quickly and close together. So it's just, I imagine maybe we'd hear something in a, in a year or so once everyone leaves the program and they can, can talk about it, but you know, it's just, just a crazy season basically. Um, but as far as anything other college football related, do you guys have any last Quips. Don't think no. so. Going to be watching the playoff games. Uh, excited about this LSU basketball game this week against Auburn. I guess we were probably about to get into that anyway. We yeah. were. We were. I was waiting to see what you had to say, see if I could dovetail off of it. But since you just dropped it out there, uh, yeah, I mean, the Tigers are going into SEC play undefeated. They defeated Lipscomb Tech Community College of the Canyons. Or, no, I think it's just Lipscomb. Uh, they beat them 95 <laughs> to 60, held another team at or under 60, which is still commendable. You know, I don't care who you're playing. Uh, so we're going to come undefeated, heading into Auburn on the 29th, uh, which I believe is Wednesday. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I know all the Auburn fans feel like this is theirs to have, but I, I don't know. They, they haven't faced somebody like LSU yet. 
You know, we're one of what six teams now that's undefeated, unless somebody else lost. Yesterday. I believe it's down to five. Down to five now. Okay. So yeah, there you go. Um, I haven't done a deep dive into it yet, but I mean, I, I like LSU's chances just because of defense, 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 right? Yeah, yeah I'm I mean, excited I mean, about I'm it. Excited. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I just said the exact same thing. But uh, yeah, I watched the Lipscomb game. LSU was playing really well. Obviously, bad opponent. Uh, Tari Eason, our best player, was out with back spasms that they announced like, right before the game, which was kind of strange. So hopefully he's back healthy uh, for this week, and everything kind of indicates that. But obviously, Auburn, our toughest test yet by far, um, going into their place in SEC play. Um, they got a really good freshman, Jabari Smith, who's probably going to be like a top 10 NBA pick. He plays a lot like Darius Days, kind of inside out forward, uh, like to and can rain threes on you. So if we can contain him, I think we have a good chance. Uh, they also play really deep. I think they play like 10 or 11 rotation. And I think LSU only does like eight. Uh, so we'll have to see whether we get a little bit tired out towards the end, if they keep the, the fresh faces going. Uh, but yeah, I expect a low scoring affair, kind of like LSU has, has had in the past. Um, and then if we continue our trend and keep them under uh, 70, even 65, then yeah, I like I like the Tigers of LSU in, in this one. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited just to see us face some like real competition. Obviously, we played some Power Five teams, but this could be a hallmark whether LSU is legit this year mm-hmm. or whether we've kind of just been a fraud against some some worse teams. Because uh, if we if we win this one, then we can keep on rolling. I think our next like five or six opponents are all ranked. SEC is pretty loaded this year. Yeah. Uh, so if if we start off on a wrong foot, then I could easily see a skid for the next like three or four. And then it's all kind of downhill from there. But uh, I'm hyped about it. I know that the tickets were going for like $500 a piece yeah. or something. That's what I was going to say. So, yeah, it's packed. Uh, they're so excited too. I mean, this is big for them. Their only loss is in double overtime to UConn. So if not for that, then they would be in just the same spot. So uh, a really big tilt. I guess the, the biggest game, well, I mean, we were in the tournament last year, but probably biggest regular season game in a long time for, for LSU basketball. And I'll say this, it's the first time in our both programs history that men and women's basketball are combining for 23 and one record at this point. So shout out to both coaches, uh, job well done, but I, I'll say this, uh, you know, I'll, I'll toss it to you, Tom, because I, I don't know. I feel like you had something else to say, but looking at where we are at this point in the season, I already feel like LSU is a lock for the tournament, right? I know, I know it's, it, they could, they could split their games in sec play. And I don't know, I, I kind of feel like with the, what the records we've have where we've gotten into the tournament before, it's like, we've already surpassed where we would be at this point in the season going 12 and 0 up to this point. So I, I don't know. I feel like the Tigers, as long as they don't just completely take a nosedive in SEC play, which I don't think they will. I think yeah. they'll get uh, at least, I don't know. I, I'm willing to say maybe 60 to 75% of these SEC games. Uh, and if they do that, then, you know, they're in a tournament. I don't think they will be, a, I don't really think they will be a one seed, but uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe a four or five seed somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this year, um, we're day in day out kind of proving we're just more of a complete team than we've been. And in, in probably since that, the year we won the sec um, with uh, Tremont waters and, and Skylar Mays and all of them. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm just interested to, to watch them. Cause I, cause I think that the one thing that we can all say is they haven't played a great team yet. Now I'm not, I don't know if Auburn is necessarily a great team, but I know that they're going to be a good, a well-coached Bruce Pearl team. Um, and so I would say, you know, I think this is going to be our first real test that we've had so far, and I'm excited for it. 
uh, getting into SEC play, it doesn't, it really does, you know, it's uh really kind of feel the transition of college basketball coming this way. So um, we'll get to see if, if we're pretenders or contenders. Yeah. <clears throat> and as, as Will waits, I don't know. It's like, he's never happy, right? Even, even those teams undefeated, even though they had a, a blowout win against Lipscomb, you know, he, there was still plenty that he was mad about. So he obviously sees this team is still not up to the potential it could be. And it's just, you know, it's just simple stuff like turning the ball over way more than they should have against Lipscomb. So I can get why he's mad, even though with that win, you know, kind of like how Saban's always mad, even though he's up by 35 against mm-hmm. some direct directional state. Uh, but I, I feel that um, I, I feel like there's, there's still more there. Uh, I think SEC play is going to bring it out of them. You know, yeah, we might take a few losses, but I think the team overall will be better because they will have been challenged ultimately uh, unlike they have up until this point in the season. So uh, it's going to bring out some good things. Um, I don't yeah, know. Then, some... Go ahead. I was going to say one more footnote. I mentioned the $500 tickets. I just checked on Ticketmaster, and they're up to six twenty-five dollars piece for the, the cheapest ones. So if, if you're in Auburn, Alabama, then that's the, the hot seat to go to this week. That's a lot just to go to a – I don't even know what their stadium – you know, their pavilion or whatever it's called. That's that's crazy. It's nice. I've been in before. Not for a game, but um, I went for a graduation. It was nice. It's small, though. I can see why, I can see why it's, it's probably more expensive. Like um, – it feels like it's smaller than the PMAC. Mm. So, it, you know, it kind of reminded me of Daniel. Kind of re- reminded me of that of the um, of Tulane's uh, basketball arena. Right. Oh, I actually, just found you can get standing room only for one twenty-five. So there's your bargain. <laughs> That's still too much. That's still too much. Will Wade did call it though. He's probably he called it. This is him though. He called it the toughest environment in the league. Mm. I don't know why. Maybe it is because it's so small. So if they sell everything. You know, it's just like a really loud house party. Yeah. <laughs> but <coughs> I, I don't know. Uh, it's it's going to be a good game, I feel. Uh, I just hope LSU brings it and can uh, – I mean, they've done well on the road, so I, I don't think they'll be swayed by that. It's just, uh, you know, whatever Auburn throws at them, if they can uh, adjust and overcome. Um, I don't know. Anything else on basketball? We can just keep this moving right along. I think that's about it. Women's basketball rolling along as well. I haven't been keeping up as much with that, but yeah. So very good. It's a bright spot for LSU sports right now. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. In addition to that, um, I don't know if you've seen any NFL news, but uh, our, our own uh, Joey B Joey Burrow, who I don't know, they, they, they may put a statue. They may retire his number. I don't know. I think they're still deciding what to do with this guy, but um, he's having to help himself a heck of a career in the pros God, if he only had the Saints defense, who knows what they might be doing, right? But just today, he had, I think, 525 passing yards, 30 shy of the NFL record for a single game. That's crazy. Uh, and he's the first team, first player to pass for like 900 yards versus a single team in a season, uh, breaking a record previously held by Joe Montana and Dan Marino. Big names. Uh, that's a big accomplishment. Uh, so congrats to him. And, you know, Jamar Chase, who's part of that, uh, I think they have Thaddeus Moss, too, although I don't know how much he, he's been involved, but still just great accomplishment. Um, I don't know. Speaking of NFL, I, I did want to mention this. Did you hear about the Saints reaching out to, to Drew Brees? I did hear about that, yeah. 
Ah, that's he sent him a picture of him on the golf course. Yeah, I said, Hey, Drew, you want to play? And then, like you just said, he, he just sent a picture of him on the golf course. So, I guess, I guess that's a no, but <laughs> I just, I wouldn't want to be in this room. Like, is this Mickey Loomis's, you know, it's just like, uh, last ditch effort. Yeah. It's just, all right, guys, look, we're down Q, two QBs. All we have is Ian Book. We need somebody else. Quick, guys, who, who do you got? What's on the top of your list? And it's just quiet for like 20 seconds. And then someone says, well, I mean, you know, Drew's still Drew. Yeah. <laughs> so, I saw Drew on TV the other day. Yeah. So anyway, he sends back the picture of him golfing. And then next thing you know, the Saints sign Blake Bortles. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, I just thought that was funny. Good, good on Drew Brees, though, because what? Pretty much the, you know, a lot of people, mostly the fans, were like, uh, he needs to hang it up. It's time. And he does. And the Saints just, I mean, you know, once Jameis went down, they didn't really have anybody behind him. So I, I don't blame Drew one bit, right? Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. What else? What, you guys got anything else? Or is this, uh, this going to be... We're going to be wrapping it up like a present right now. I think now. that's quick. Uh, one last thing. You you mentioned Jamar Chase. Yeah, he, Justin Jefferson, and Tyree Matthew were the three pro bowlers from LSU. So uh, congrats to them. Jamar Chase pro bowl in his rookie year is pretty awesome. And to see, like, the transition of him and Justin Jefferson, wide receiver duo from our team. And Joe Burrow as well was an alternate for the pro bowl. So he could end up in there as well. Uh, so the, the gang could all be back together. Um, but I think that's it. Good to see some, some NFL LSU talent. Definitely. Yeah. Hey man, although I think an alternate is a, a little bit of a slight. I mean, how you yeah, gonna I pick agree. the guy? The guy he's catching the ball is Pro Bowl. The guy that was doing all the work, throwing it to him, running around in the backfield to get free because his line can't hold. Eh, he's an alternate. Uh, that's just whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm not a Pro Bowl voter, but you know. Anyway, uh, yeah, congrats to them. Uh, all right. Well, any final words before we head out? Happy New Year, Tiger Nation. Amen. Tommy. I think that's, I think Daniel said it best. Tommy said his, his last words of 2021. <laughs> yeah, right on. Uh, well, yeah, I don't really have much either other than just to, to give a shout out to our own Tommy Johnson. Uh, because uh, as we found out, uh, talking Tiggs is now going to be immortalized outside Mike the Tiger's jungle. You will be able to see us. There's bricks all in front of Mike's habitat. And Talking Tigs is going to be there. Um, so thank you, Tommy, for immortalizing yeah. us beyond our, uh, you know, uh, in, infinitive uh, footprints in the digital world. So uh, thank you very much. I'm going to be excited to look that whenever I'm in, uh, in Baton Rouge. I'm definitely going to check that out because actually I haven't been to Mike's habitat been to been to some games but i've never been to mike's habitat so i'm definitely gonna oh, have to check that out now uh so thank you uh hope you guys uh, hope everyone had a, a good christmas and have uh, some really good new year's plans i think i'm kind of gonna lay it low watch some some playoff games and uh just take it easy uh and think about what i want to do different in the new year and what i want to cook for new year's day uh so uh having said that uh happy new year's ahead of time from all of us here at talking tigs and until then, stay safe, stay tuned, and we'll talk to you next time in 2022 here on Talking Tigs.